today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Let's bring in Dan Malik, health sciences professor at Brock University. Uh, companies are looking at whether they can create a device that can help police uh, crack down on drivers who choose to use drugs when they get behind the wheel. Uh, much like a breathalyzer, except one for drugs. And of course, uh, with government planning within the year to legalize this, you would think all of this needs to be in place uh, before they open up any sort of system whatsoever. That just makes sense. Uh, a lot of companies out there standing to make money off of this industry. A lot of subsidiary industries uh, who are involved, for for example, in designing a breathalyzer for drug use. If all of a sudden it's your device that gets picked up, your company's all of a sudden worth a lot of money. To talk more about all of this, Dan Malik, Health Sciences Professor, Brock University. He's here now. Hello, Dan. How are you doing today? I'm good, Scott. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Uh, we no appreciate this. Is, talk- it, is it cannabis day on the... <laughs> no, it seems to be that way. Yeah, yeah. Whenever it's in the news, anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, talk about these sub-industries that stand to make millions of dollars off this industry. Uh, a lot of people aren't really thinking that uh, of that. Um, most are thinking that this will just be distributed through a government agency similar to the LCBO. Uh, you know, we've got someone coming on a little later on from a dispensary. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they're complaining that, you know, the, the law is gray, whereas I, I, I don't see this argument at all because I don't believe these sort of outfits will be legal once it is all legalized anyway. Uh, so I don't think it was legal now or, or then. But at, at the right. end of the day, uh, these, it's created a lot of these sub-industries. Talk a little yeah. bit about that and, and how much money stands to be made on the perimeter of this issue. Well, it's, it, uh, yeah, it's a really big question. Um, I can't give you any specifics, but there's certainly, when you see something like a, a whole new uh, sector, it's rare enough, but when you see something like a whole new sector being legalized, um, there is a tension on uh, how are we going to go about the technology of going about uh, regulating, right? And that's something you alluded to. So when, for example, in Colorado, when uh, the the, the, the the basic rule is around blood testing, right? Which takes a long time, but um, but to be able to do something at the cur- at, at the at the I would say the roadside, right? To to test could, as you said, um, open up a lot of uh, a lot of potential for profit. And we see this when when this happens. So you know, historically, when liquor came back in, there was it was around the time that there were a lot of people getting cars, and so the concern about drunk driving led to a whole bunch of questions about how best to do it and blood testing was one of them and then the technology was developed so we're at a point where um the the, sort of the science around the different ways you can detect things in the system has already been is already fairly advanced right whether you test by saliva or by breath depending on the product or by blood and so now it's it's sort of one step or at least one two three steps ahead of what happened in the 20s and 30s with um, drunk driving um, and you've got these companies, yeah, scrambling to to position their their product as the best, most effective, most efficient product. Uh, one of the problems, though, is that there's no uh, definitive uh, uh, level to determine what at what point you're impaired. Right. Right. So how, how will they disco- How will they discover that? How will they arrive uh, at that? Well, what they <laughs> basically do is you get people high and then have them do driving. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, simulations, right? So uh, there's some interesting research being done at the Center for um, uh, the CAMH Center for uh, Addiction and Mental Health 
uh, where they basically do that. They and, and the neat thing is they also do placebo groups. So they have a group smoke something that's not weed and, and have them drive as well, like have the, drive these simulations. Hmm. Uh, that's one way you can do it, right? And uh, I guess that w- I would imagine that's much safer than, you know, just checking people out as they're driving real cars, right? So that's, that's kind of one of the, the ways of determining this, but whether the test, like, there's different things you can do at the, at the curbside. You can have a test just to see if someone has smoked something or has ingested something and then do a blood test to check levels. Or, right. uh, and and uh, that seems to be the first step. And then and ultimately it would be a more precise step. Uh, in Colorado, for example, you need to, uh, if, if the, the, the police in Colorado claim to have, like, advanced training in detecting whether someone has been smoking cannabis um, and then you have to go in for a blood test. And if you don't, I think that you can be arrested for um, obstructing justice or something. I can't remember the, uh, mm. the policy. So there's, there's those sorts of things. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.